Welcome to the Southern Alchemy Wellness Podcast. Southern Alchemy Wellness is a holistic wellness space and retail store devoted to the support of healthy living in the physical and virtual community. Our physical space is located at 4819 East Bush Boulevard, Suite 104. We hope that you will come in and see us here. I'm your host, Tracy Person. And I'm Darren Person, your co-host, and this is the Alchemy of Wellness Podcast. Today, we're talking about chocolate. Of course, there are a few people who don't love chocolate, but we are not just talking about any old chocolate, but the real healing power of theobroma or cacao from which chocolate is made. Our guests today are Sarah and Shannon, the owners and operators of Ratsa Chocolate in Tarpon Springs, Florida. Say a little bit about yourselves and say hello, ladies. Hello. So I'm Sarah Ratsa, and um, three things about myself that are interesting. So I am currently finishing my clinical studies um, as a Western herbalist. I wrote a book in 2022 on drinking chocolate and I am also a former teacher that has homeschooled my son since his birth. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Shannon Coates. Um, three fun facts about me. Um, I like to tell a good dad joke. Um, <laughs> I am being certified in becoming an end-of-life doula, and um, I learned today that I need to dance more again. <laughs> Definitely, dancing is key. Cacao is where chocolate gets its start. Chocolate comes from Theobroma cacao, which is the scientific name for the cacao tree. Many cultures, including the ancient Mayans and Aztecs, used cacao for medicinal purposes for centuries. Today, we're exploring the many ways that cacao is part of a healthy diet. And I'm so excited for you to tell us how healthy cacao is, as well as all the delicious things you make from it, Sarah and Shannon, and um, the different ways that you play with it. So tell us about your journey working with cacao and chocolate. How did you start? So my chocolate beginnings um, really began with, um, I was working at a coffee shop, actually, Shannon and I both worked at um, a coffee shop called EcoBean which was an organic coffee shop, and we focused on um, healthy treats. So I started working with raw foods and working with raw chocolate, which really consists of a coconut powder or a cocoa powder, coconut oil, and maple syrup, and you blend it together and you have chocolate. So because you're working with coconut oil, you would have to refrigerate the chocolate, and I knew that chocolate did not need to be refrigerated. So I started asking the question, well, what where does chocolate come from? Because this isn't really chocolate, it has to be refrigerated. So I started moving backwards and started studying what chocolate was, and there was a paste and there was a butter and you would put them together. And I knew that that still wasn't chocolate because it wasn't the true form. And so I finally um, 
really got to the root of what chocolate was, which was a plant and it was a pod and it was a fruit and there were seeds and the seeds were roasted. And I finally dove into buying my first beans. I started roasting them out of my home kitchen, started hand grinding with an old vintage meat grinder. So my first chocolate was crunchy. And my real influence was traditional Mayan chocolate, which was ground on what's called a matate, which is a stone. And um, really wanted to get a matate and grind it traditionally, which um, never happened. And now I understand why. And um, but I now use machines and we're able to produce more than I was in my beginnings. Wow. How about you, Shannon? How did you start this journey? Um, kind of same with Sarah. Well, before Ecobee and I worked at a serendipity cafe we were a gluten-free cafe so we focused on healthy food organic food clean food and then i moved on to eco bean with sarah and then um it all came back around and she opened up her chocolate shop i moved to colorado for a few years uh, where i actually worked at a um for um living food salad bar so we um specialize in fermentation so all mm. my jobs i tried to focus on how to learn more uh-huh. while working with food and then I came back and she needed help in her shop and she's like I trust you to do my chocolate justice so come on and make it and then I did you know learning a lot about cacao and the power of it the healing power of it and it also like made me feel really good you know being in there so uh-huh. as chocolate yeah. does right yes <laughs> oh wow wow why do you think cacao should be a regular part of health and healing well Cacao has benefits on both a physical and spiritual level. And um, I work with a group called the Mayan Wisdom Project, which is out of Guatemala. And a lot of what I have learned, um, apart from the scientific reasonings that cacao is good for you, um, the spiritual piece of it is so important. Um, physically what it does to us is it actually it's a vasodilator so it opens up our blood vessels Um, when you're adding in other herbs into your chocolate such as cayenne that is also a vasodilator so you're actually getting um, your blood vessels are going to open which part of the reason why it feels like cacao is heart opening is because it literally is opening the heart Spiritually, it also is affecting your heart. So people that have um, emotional trauma, um, anybody that is just needing some uplifting, uh, cacao is really great for that. And in the indigenous community, um, traditionally, cacao was used as a form of you would actually drink the cacao before you would have communications with people. So if you were going to a meeting with people, if you were going, um, if you were having a dispute with a spouse, anytime you would need some sort of communication, you would always have a cup of cacao and then you would have your communication. Um, So it was done in joyous occasions. It was done in occasions where you're um, wanting to communicate with ancestors. Um, So it was really an integral part of the Mayan culture to have cacao every day, really. So it sounds like the healing power of cacao is not that much different from a lot of herbal practices that we've come to know and understand. And I want to just take a moment to um, talk about the Northeast Herbal Conference Mm. where I met you Mm. and Shannon. um, And as an herbalist and healer, this just really piques my 
interest in terms of all the ways that we can talk about holistic healing. I mean, most of us never even think about chocolate as some of like a, as a healing modality, right? Absolutely. Well, chocolate has been basically um, stolen as far as the properties and turned into European chocolate, which is mainly sugar and milk. So um, most people, when they think of chocolate, that's what they think of. And they don't necessarily think of um, the medicine of chocolate. It's more of the treats that they're thinking of. So mm -hmm. and good health is a treat. We just don't always know that. Right. <laughs> so talk to us about some of the challenges that you two face running a cacao chocolate business, especially in light of the fact that people don't always um, a, know that it's healthy, but I'm also thinking about the fact that in American society, the bitter taste mm. is not preferred. And bitter is so healthy, it's liver or HEPA protective, mm -hmm. as we say. Yes. Um, really great for um, detox and antioxidant purposes. Mm -hmm. So what are the challenges? How do we get people to buy into cacao? Come and try it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically to me what it is, is people I think might be a little intimidated at first, you know, when it comes to health food. That's the biggest um, thing that I hear is like it's so much information to take in. So I say just come and try it and then, you know, let your taste buds teach you and your body teach you and how it makes you feel. See, it's a health food, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't sleep on the bitter chocolate. Yeah. I like to say the more bitter it is, the better it is for you, uh -huh. in my mind. Uh -huh. you know? the better. And then it, it trains our palates, right? So that we can actually receive the sweet mm. in a in a more healthy way. Yeah. Because right? mm. we're supposed to be balancing it, and we don't, right? Yeah. We just want all the sweet all the time. The instant gratification of the sugar. and Yeah. 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 What are some of the products that you showcase at your store? Um, the main product that we showcase are our bars, and we are technically in a field of the bean to bar chocolate makers. So that is an industry that is emerging more um, across the country right now where there are um, chocolate makers who are specializing in high quality chocolate. Um, so we will actually get the raw beans, we roast them, we peel them, grind them, and then we are able to formulate all of our bars. Um, so we do make more of what we call our classic collection, which is more of the mainstream of what people generally recognize, which are going to be almond and blueberry and cherry and sea salt. Uh, my favorite formulations that I do, of course, are my herbal formulations. Those don't move as quickly on my shelf in my storefront. Uh, mainly because a lot of our mainstream customers do not know exactly what those things are that are in the bars and they're more comfortable with getting an almond, even though something like the self-love, which is one of my favorites, um, is very energizing. It has your adaptogens in there. It has your energizing herbs in there. So a lot of what we do is education for our customers as to what things are put into our bars. 
Um, I feel like that's what sets us apart from the other bean to bar makers across the country is the fact that I am um, almost a clinical herbalist officially, but I've been studying herbs for so long that I'm able to safely be able to formulate and recently one um, second place at the International Herb Symposium mm-hmm. for my formulation. <coughs> so um, it's nice to be finally uh, recognized for the herbal um formulating as opposed to just the quality of our chocolates. You mentioned education. So do you also offer like workshops at your your store? We offer workshops during the summer, which we just are starting to phase out of our workshops because we're starting to get into our busy season. So um, I hope to be able to offer more educational pieces in the future. So it's really just a work in progress to see um, how timing allows us to be able to do more of that. Would you ever consider doing this online? I have considered doing classes online. Um, I, When I get motivated to do classes online, I generally get busy in my shop and it has to go to the side. So, Well, I'll definitely be trying to edge you in that direction. Because <laughs> I love in person and I'm totally coming yeah, to Tarpon Springs yeah. to see you. But, you know, sometimes we all get busy and that would be a really great way to do something with you. You brought some um, chocolate for us to try today. Please excuse the crackling, everybody. We're so excited to get into it. You can actually ASMR. ASMR. Hear us opening this lovely bar. Tell us what you brought for us today to taste. So today I brought the, it's a wild harvested Bolivian bar, which um, I every once in a while have really amazing single origin beans that I'm able to turn into chocolate. Um, This one is also special because it is my drinking chocolate bean. Um, We make really amazing drinking chocolates, which are the traditional Mayan style way of consuming chocolate. Um, So the the bean for the Bolivians really special to me because of the fact that it is wild harvested and it actually won um, second place. That was my bronze chocolate last year from the International Chocolate Salon. Um, it got second place to our Belize, which is our main bean that we use. We won gold and silver last year for best dark chocolate. So we're tasting this right now. <laughs> and this is, first of all, can I say um, the stamping on it is really beautiful. I think that the cacao bean plant is absolutely gorgeous. And my first experience um, was in a specialty market here in um, Tampa called Sanwa Farms, mm. and I brought, um, I bought a big um, cacao fruit, and I opened it, and I really didn't know that there was fruit on the outside of the seed that you could eat. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was it's so good, delicious. Mm-hmm. I was addicted, and then I was <laughs> left with all these seeds that I just like didn't know what to do with them. I dried them out, and I was like super optimistic, like yeah, I'm gonna crush these. It's actually really hard to grow cacao, uh, even in Florida, and people are usually surprised that it's so hard to grow cacao here, but the growing environment for cacao is so special and so specific, and that is why the perfect elements are in the rainforest in Central and South America. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different flavors on the palate. Mm -hmm. I'm tasting... um, a little bit of a, uh, a coffee and um, a salt. Mm. I always get cherry. 
Um, I'm getting almost like a. Have you ever uh, smelled tobacco? Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. tobacco notes. Mm-hmm. Low level vanillin. Mm-hmm. A little fruity. Yeah. But the fruit comes on the back of the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a chef, so I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> all the flavors. I really love the texture to it. It isn't really oily or anything like that. I think the really interesting thing, like when we consume chocolate in this culture, we tend to have like a big old candy bar and you just like ram it down your throat. And you're like, om nom nom, right? I, I feel like this demands respect. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to you're, savor it. Yeah, you have to, have to savor it. You're not going to eat more than like a square or two. Mm-hmm. And to me, almost two is too much. Yeah. Like I'm just going to like little nibble and it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you should totally. <laughs> Food of the gods. Food of the gods, mm-hmm. everybody. Um, <laughs> so tell us what you two love the most about your work. What gets you up in the morning and gets you in that shop? Uh, well, working with my good friend is always a bonus. She's, we just have a lot of fun together. But my favorite part is actually pouring the bars and like Ooh. topping it with the with whatever we're topping it with. I don't know. It's just fun. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy the whole process because it is definitely a labor of love. But pouring is my favorite part for sure, and I think it's because it's the molds and they just look so pretty. And I don't know. I just yeah, really love it. Yeah. That's my favorite part. Yeah, I really those love the molds those two are my favorite parts. <laughs> I've been doing this for a really long time. I started making chocolate in 2015, so the manufacturing part for me can be tedious, um, and it's really physical labor, so it can be really hard work for me. Um, So one of the things that I love the most about what I do, other than the actual production, which is really special, is the relationships with people that I've been able to have because of my business. And being able to see people try my chocolate for the first time and see their eyes light up and um, to be able to hear stories about how their chocolate, my chocolate has been able to help them in difficult times. And I've, those are the stories that keep me going. So I'm really thankful for this. Um, You did hear me say that I was um, a chef in my former life, (laughs) in my, (laughs) in the (laughs) nineties. And I worked with chocolate a lot. We did a lot of chocolate work, and I really fell out of love with chocolate because you can't overdose, mm-hmm. right? And um, to the point where when I first met Darren, he was like bringing me chocolates as a romantic overture, and I was like, I don't like chocolate. Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it because I worked with it so often, and um, I feel like dark chocolate has brought me full circle. Mm-hmm. I can enjoy it again mm-hmm. because I don't really love milk chocolate like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Shannon, I really do. I like the bark making process. Mm-hmm. Super fun mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, and thinking like a scientist about the things that you can um, pair with your chocolate. Yeah. And yeah. Um, all the things you can sprinkle onto mm-hmm. it and how beautiful you can make it. It just is an art. Yeah. And so thank you for the artistry. Yeah. Well, I think now that you say that, I think formulating new bars is probably my favorite. So thinking about different combinations of um, herbs, especially, and um, how it can benefit the body. And um, that's what gets me excited is just like any herbalist that's making a tincture or, yeah. you know, a new oil or um, that's basically what I'm doing, except mm-hmm. I get to do it with chocolate, which is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it's so good when you were talking about the health benefits of it and, you know, what it does for the vascular system and mm-hmm. everything, because 
you know, dealing with with uh, high blood pressure or anything, you feel like you can't eat or enjoy mm-hmm. anything, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. and let alone you know a bar of chocolate. Yeah. You know? But as long as you say you know it's quality chocolate, yes. I believe it. Uh, the readings are uh, it has to be at least seventy percent for mm-hmm. it to be beneficial yep. for people with blood pressure. And this this is delicious. I love Thank this. Thank you. So I'm pairing this right now with um, a tea blend that my son makes called Blush. And it's super rose petal heavy. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I'm a super fan of chocolate and rose together. I absolutely love that too. So yummy. Yes. <laughs> the Shani's bar is actually a pistachio rose bar. Oh, yeah. You're my best friend right now. Because what could be better? Oh my yeah. goodness. We actually make, um, my first rose bar was a rose nettles. And then we transitioned to a coconut milk bar, which was a cardamom rose. And then we transitioned, and when Shani came in and made her Shani's bar with the pistachios, so we're whatever kind of just gets on the, onto our machine is what gets produced. Nice. Okay. Now you mentioned about the uh, conditions, the best conditions in which to harvest and to grow uh, cacao. Uh, how important is sustainability harvesting and support for indigenous lands and the people on them? So. I work closely um, learning from the Mayan Wisdom Project, which is based out of Guatemala, and it's uh, really empowering to learn about their lives and how intertwined cacao is for them. So one of the issues that we have specifically in Central America is we have a lot of large corporations that um, work with produce that are going and basically stealing the land there because it is so fertile. And so I specifically work with a co-op that knows the farmers. We are actually able to go and see the farms ourselves. They have transparency trade where we will get a yearly report to see how much of the money is going to these farms and to the farmers. So to be able to support companies, chocolate companies that are using transparency trade or they know those farmers directly, I think is really important. Um, Unfortunately, most of our large companies own land in Africa and I've seen and have done some studying about the trade of what's happening in Africa. And they literally go and basically steal children from their families and use them as labor. Um, A lot of times they promise the families that they're going to pay them with the the labor of their children and they don't. And the families don't really have any um, way to be able to help their children because they're in need of money. Mm -hmm. So um, not to say that there are not ethical chocolate companies coming out of Africa because there is... um, There are some good beans that are coming from Africa that are not using slave labor, but I think the really is the more educated you are about who you're buying your chocolate from, the more transparency you have from that company, the better. Awesome. Um, I know, I think it was Ghana recently made a move to um, cut, was it the Netherlands off? Mm. They can no longer do chocolate trade. They're like, if you can get it out on the shelves, well, so can we. Um, And I know that there are a lot of uh, smaller boutique um, chocolate companies that are coming out of Ghana and Nigeria. So I know there's one, uh, I think it's called Divinity, Mm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I know Divinity. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. their chocolate is kind of superior. I I really 
am a fan. So I really do try to support small batches and, um, you know, try to do my homework in terms of ethically sourced. I, I really do love that. So tell us about some upcoming events that you have on your calendar that we might attend. So um, we, our biggest event that we are looking forward to is going to be the American Herbalist Guild Symposium, which is going to be at the end of October. I'll be there. And um, so we actually, it's, it's kind of crazy that we are already in um, prepping mode for that conference. So Mm -hmm. generally it takes us, since we work in small batches, it takes us a while to be able to prep for um, these large events. So that's the biggest event that we're working on right now, even though we'll be um, in the works of planning our winter calendar soon, since it doesn't feel like it's even near winter right now, but I know it's coming. Mm -hmm. It's going to be here so, (laughs) so soon uh, because we'll be talking about planning something together. So whether it's winter or spring, it's still going to come too fast. Yes, yes, it will. What's the aphrodisiac qualities of chocolate? Oh, yeah. So that's a good question because I always forget to bring that up because I always (laughs) think about more of the, the other physical benefits. So part of... The main thing with chocolate is it it has around 360 chemical constituents that affects our brain. So part of that is why people respond to chocolate differently. We have people that come into my shop and so many people just through the years I worked with chocolate, they're like, oh my gosh, I have to eat a piece of chocolate every day. I cannot go a day <laughs> without eating a piece of chocolate before bed. And a lot of times... Chocolate is relaxing, so it has a high magnesium content Mm -hmm. to it. So to me, it makes sense that there are certain people that want it before bedtime because Mm -hmm. that is what helps them and their body to relax. Um, The other, the chemical constituents actually boost your serotonin. Mm -hmm. It helps to regulate your dopamine. Um, And part of that too is going to be that feel good action of it, which is going to um, help the stimulation and to be able to feel like an aphrodisiac. Mm, Where can we find you online and where can we find your store? You do have an Instagram or? We do a lot on Instagram. Um, I usually refer people to go to Instagram because I do the stories on Instagram and it's fun to just be able to follow us and see what we're doing during the day. Um, We are on Facebook, um, but our website is the best way to go and see what we have currently in our shop. Because we are a small batch, it's constantly rotating. So if it's online, then we have it. Um, And if we have it, then you want to get it because there's a good chance that it may not be online that next month. So, So tell us your Instagram and tell us your Facebook. We're just at Rats of Chocolate. So, and the website is, again, really simple. It's just www.ratsofchocolate.com. Um, so if you search for Rats of Chocolate anywhere, it's a good chance you'll find us. Awesome. It's been wonderful having you ladies here today. Thank you. I'm so lucky I get to talk to the most interesting people <laughs> and I meet you all everywhere. So thanks for being guests on our show. Right. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And thank you, uh, Sarah Ratza and Shannon Coates for being a guest here at Southern Alchemy Wellness's The Alchemy of Wellness. And we'd like to thank you all for listening. Be well. <laughs>